Yo, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. Welcome back. Cashing Points DFS live stream. It's week 16. Uh, we're, we're going towards, uh, we're heading down towards the end of the year here, man. It's uh, it's a good time. Uh, Christmas Eve is, is around. Hope you guys are having a great time with your family, with your friends, wherever you might be. Uh, yeah, cheers. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us wherever you're, you know, if you're listening to us live, if you're, if you're hanging out with us, uh, listening to the podcast later when that's up. We always appreciate y'all, and uh, you know, especially right now, Christmas Eve being such a such a busy time. A couple of uh, news and notes before we get going here. Um, it's early bird time, season of giving. We felt like giving you guys a little bit of a, a discount on our 2022 price. We are 30 percent off early bird sale right now. Definitely want to you know get in on that because that's by far going to be the cheapest price we will have for the 2022 season. So save you a couple bucks, maybe gift it to a friend. You can do that too. Uh, yeah. Early bird sale, 30% off, getting on on that now. Um, also, you can tell it's a two-man show today. Uh, Johnny and I will be breaking down the slate. Scott is feeling a little bit under the weather, uh, so he is taking some time off. I don't think there will be a slate breakdown this week either. Unfortunately, he told me to tell you guys that he's extremely sorry. He got sick kind of late in the week, and we didn't really have time to like plan around a schedule. But we have all of our you know normal stuff. Obviously, Johnny and I will be breaking down the whole slate here. West's advanced matchups, he just turned that in a little bit ago. That'll be up soon. Uh, then, obviously, Joe, Tom, and I, we break down every game in our game hubs, which are excellent. Jake tribe has got all of his DFS stuff up already, too. So we got plenty of content going. Um, so, yeah, hope Scott feels better and uh, is back to 100% for next week. But, Johnny, how's it going, man? You, uh, you guys have any plans for Christmas? Uh, just keeping it small family, her parents, my parents, you know. I don't, I don't enjoy the, you know, <clears throat> meeting the, the uncles one time a year kind of stuff. That's just, you know, just not my style. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. I don't blame you. Yeah. Ash and I are, uh, we're staying here too. Just, uh, between work and everything. I just, we just don't have time to, to travel and really do too much. And especially now with how crazy things are, once again, it's definitely a good thing. Um, feel fortunate that we can just stay here and just chill out. It'll be nice. Making some food tonight. Definitely going to get hammered. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, after this, after the last couple of weeks, I definitely deserve a night to get shit housed. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's not like any research you're going to do tonight is going to, it's probably going to be different tomorrow anyway. So you might oh, yeah. as well just drink. Yeah. I was telling Ben before the show, I felt like the last couple of weeks is like, you know, you go to the shooting range and you're trying to like shoot those moving targets and like you're just constant. We've just constantly been like 10 yards behind the target for the last couple of weeks. It's just been, yep. it's been yeah, impossible. Well, Scott would always hit me up, you know, like Saturday morning, like, what do you think about these players? And I'm like, I don't know, because I'm not going to look until tomorrow morning. <laughs> I, know. I know, man. I, it's just been, it's, it's made betting impossible too, because like you think you're getting a great value like early in the week and it's like, nope. Aaron Rodgers has COVID. Nope. It's Jake from no, it's just, it's just, been. I, I don't want to complain because I have the best job in the world, but the last couple of weeks have been, uh, have been brutal to say the least. Just doing projections, man. It's just been, yeah, just been impossible. I do not envy John whatsoever. Yeah. I will say that, you know, the daily fantasy edge and the, the guys who really grind waiver wires, like the edge has been there for the last three weeks. You know, I saw someone comparing it, like we've had, three week 17s in a row and that 
kind of sounds about right. You know, you're kind of sifting through, you know, the Miles Gaskin Duke Johnson thing was very week 17, um, you know, where you're not really 100% sure of what exactly is going on. And I think we're going to keep getting that this week, next week, and uh, for week 18. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Three week 17s in a row. I, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I'm really, I'm, I consider myself to be pretty good at waiver wires and I had some really good teams just die a fucking painful death last week between Chase and Fournette. And, uh, it, it's, you know, the edge has definitely been there. I'm with you if you're on top of the news as much as we are and our subscribers aren't everybody that's listening, but it's still been, uh, it's still been pretty brutal. Um, you want to do it? Let's do it. All right. Lions Falcons get us started with a great game. Uh, Falcons are six point favorites. Uh, total is 43. Uh, Jared Goff did not get off the COVID list. Uh, Dan Campbell said today it's going to be Tim Boyle once again. Uh, some kind of good news though for the Lions. It looks like DeAndre Swift's going to play. I was a little surprised that they're not going to just like shut him down, especially since they're completely dead. Uh, but Swift was limited all week. He's questionable. Uh, a couple other notes on the Lions. Uh, Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond are both questionable, too. I think they're both going to play. They've been limited all week, but just uh, something to keep keep your mind on there. Uh, Falcons have been clean, weirdly, for the last like couple weeks. One of the few teams that have been pretty clean with COVID and injuries and stuff. Uh, the only note I have is Tajay Sharp is out. Um, and, I mean, it kind of matters in the sense that he's been running full-time routes, um, but it doesn't really matter because he's not getting targeted all that much. Um this game I think sucks. Jamal Jamal Williams is back too, right? It looks like Full it. practice today, I think. It looks like it, but I was talking to Tom about this a couple of weeks ago, and they can get out of Jamal's contract. Um, so I still think we're going to see Craig Reynolds in a fairly big role. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Reynolds just popped into the the Williams role, but I don't know, man. This this backfield could be three headed three-headed monster and end up being pretty disgusting it's been predicting the lions week to week backfield has been hard <laughs> and with tim boyle it's like i just i don't think i'm gonna touch these guys yeah if we got like word that hey swift is good to go and you know they're just gonna go back to the normal way of things which we probably won't you know where swift gets 65 percent, then i'd be in on it but yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, I mean, the spot is obviously great for the Falcons. I mean, this is the most points they've gotten all year, six points at home. Um, I'd imagine that's probably going to go up a little bit too that we, now that we know Goff is out. Um, CPAT, Pitts, Gage, um, how do you feel about those guys? Yeah, I think I think CPAT's probably my, my favorite coming off the sort of – I guess you would call it a bus last. I mean, he should have had a touchdown last week. That was a um, fucking touchdown. By the way, yeah. I had over rushing over Superbook does like these super juiced up over uh, 0.5 rushing touchdown bets. And he was like plus 175. And I loved that. And that was a fucking touchdown. That tilted my, that tilted yeah. my face off there. And I mean, he's like the clear inside the five. It's, it's CPAT. I mean, so, you know, if you think, I think he's a good pairing with, um, Atlanta defense, you know, they're at home um, in the dome. Don't have any worry about weather. I think they, you know, the Falcons are like one of the few teams that's like really bad that still, they still show up every week, most weeks. So I do, I do like CPAT. And I think, 
I think Gage is is fine too. I'm just not really sure. I think this game might be a little a little slow. I'm not sure that the Lions are really gonna push. Um, though I mean, you know, I mean Tim Boyle chucks. Um, he's just not any good. <laughs> we'll try. Yeah. Nah. I mean, that one game he started, man. It was. I mean, he was just checking the ball down relentlessly, and that's kind of what makes me a little bit interested in Swift. Um. I mean, he threw it 23 times, 77 yards, but I mean, his dot in that game, if I remember correctly, I don't know if it pulled up, it was like four and a half yards. I mean, it was, it was pitiful. Um, Swift got three catches in that game, four targets, two catches, no yards. I, I don't know. Um, and to your point, this game sucks. I, I do a pace and play model every week, and it's it was by far the, uh, the lowest on this week, which is really actually saying something considering how many low totals we have in this game uh, on the slate here. Um, the Boyle just kills Amon Ra, right? I mean, he's been on a total heater. Amon Ra has here as of late. Um, no interest. I think like I want, I want to have interest. Like I feel like Boyle is still like you would lean that he's going to target him, but you just don't know for sure. And I think he might catch a little bit of ownership like if he was a guy where everyone was just like oh we're off and he's going to be three or four percent owned i would be interested and i think he'd be a nice pairing with like because he's a slot guy that can get you you know 10 targets so you know like a falcons defense cpat amon ra like i would be i'd be cool with that um but i think he'll probably be i don't know eight to twelve percent owned and and i probably probably just out on him at that kind of ownership so that's something i'm just going to monitor as to whether or not people are going to bail on him or not yeah i was just looking through some of the ownership projections before the show uh and amon ross definitely getting some buzz he was like fifth or sixth and on one of the sites so yeah he's just he's still he's still not priced up which is is surprising i mean he's cheaper than russell gage on DraftKings. yeah he should be in the 6k 6k range by now yeah um i think that'll do it Let's move it on here. Bucks, Panthers. Uh, Bucks are 10 point favorites. This over under is like oscillated between like 43 and 44 all week. Um, obviously, the Bucks are super banged up, man. I mean, if they're facing a legit team, they'd probably be pretty concerned about them, but the Panthers are just dead. Uh, just as a reminder, through all this news, uh, uh, Fournette's on IR. Uh, so is Levante David, which is huge for their defense. Chris Godwin's on IR. And no surprise, the Bucks aren't going to risk it with Mike Evans. I saw a quote from Bruce Arians this morning. Um, he said that uh, Brashad Perriman's close to getting off COVID, which makes me think he tested negative today, and he'd have to produce another negative test tomorrow to get back. So it sounds like – it does sound like they're going to get Perriman back. Um, Panther side, DJ Moore has been dealing with a hamstring injury for a couple of weeks now. He's questionable. He did get back to a limited practice today, but he, uh, he he's not anywhere close to 100%. Um, so just looking strictly based on pricing, I mean, Antonio Brown is a total free square on DraftKings. I mean, he's, I think what, 4,900, um, him and Cooper copper by far the highest on wide receivers on the slate here. Yeah. And I mean, even on, on FanDuel Brown is seven K and I think that's still probably a little, a little too cheap. I mean, we're going to get Brad, like when Brown would be the highest targeted buck, he was like just smashed every time. Um, you know, I mean, you look at the run that he got before he got hurt where 11, eight, 
13 targets. Um, he's getting 13 here, you know, I mean, like that's, they're just gonna, he's going to get the sort of new England first week type treatment. Um, and then you just play him. Um, but I, like, I don't love Brady here. Like, I think this game has a chance to kind of suck. Um, big time. And I think Ronald Jones, I think it tells, I think they tell you everything you need to know about like his pass game role when you sign Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, he, he blows one pass protection and what he's, he's benched. Um, I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn sucks too. So I do think they'll lean on the passing game, but I, like, I don't think they're going to push the pace or anything. Yeah. They, they just don't have to here. Um, yeah. I was thinking about that too. It's funny you mentioned the, the one AB Patriots game. I mean, he did not play or practice for them. Came in and got eight targets in that game. Yep. Two touchdowns, I think, right? <laughs> uh, he went 456 one. Um, okay, I think he had a touchdown cool. called back, but I mean, that sounds right. Yeah. AB was fucking smashing even before, man. I mean, yep. he had four really strong games, three boom games. Uh, Arians, I saw a quote from Arians too, and he said that AB is basically back to like the way he looked before the ankle injury too, which seemed pretty gnarly. Um, I mean, he's a top three play on the slate, regardless of, of price. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Want to get your thoughts on Rojo and Fanduel because, like, you know, he's basically free square pricing there. But like you said, I do think there's still downside risk. I mean, if he fucks up once, like Brady clearly hates his guts. Like he'll have no problem just, you know, kind of just winging it with with Keyshawn and, and Bell if they bring him up. I think what makes Rojo so interesting, like coming into the week, it's like, okay, Rojo is going to be the value, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, now we're going to get Justin Jackson against the Texans. We're going to get um, Madison too, 5,500. Ma- right. We're going to get Madison. Um, so I think like for me, I'll probably like when I do my, like if I do 150 max, I would try and limit how often I get either two of those guys or all three of those guys on the same teams. Um, and I think Rojo would probably be my least favorite of, of the three on DraftKings, but on, I think on FanDuel, I mean, if they get to the one yard line, it's Rojo. So yeah. I think the touchdown ceiling that he has is really high. I think his pass game role is pretty, pretty questionable. Um, that's kind of where, I mean, it was, I am on him. yeah, it was telling after Fournette left that game with that hammy, it was telling that they brought Keyshawn Vaughn out. I mean, to get a couple of those targets and Keyshawn had a fucking brutal drop. I mean, it was a terrible drop. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, this would be, you know, this would be Gio Bernard's time, yep. but he's, you know, he's dead. So yep. he's dead. Um, <laughs> Gronk. I think Gronk smash this. I mean, <clears throat> This is a like as good of a spot for Gronk as he's had, but I mean, you know, you pay for it, um, yeah. and especially with, you know, if if we get Huntley, um, it's hard to not play Mark Andrews with Huntley. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think. I like, I like Gronk. I think he's probably, you know, after Rojo, he's like your highest touchdown projection for, for the yeah. Bucks. But at the same time, I mean, the Brady, 
the Brady AB Gronk teams are going to be as low owned. People aren't going to play Brady. They're just going to play Brown. So I think that's sort of, you know, the Brady doubles are going to be as low as they've been in, in weeks. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I think on FanDuel, I think it's going to be between Stafford and then, like you mentioned, Huntley being the, the chalk there. Uh, I think Herbert will definitely get some ownership too. So, yeah, that's a good call. Um, Panther side, man, I mean, I, I don't even know. I don't even think there's really any single player. Huh? I don't want a single player on the Panthers. Yeah, I, I just said, you know, there's nobody else in play. I'd want to play Cam, but then, you know, they say Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold's going to play. And so, yeah. I mean, Matt Roll, fuck, he obviously just hates Cam. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame him, but yeah. Um, I think that's it. Um, let's move on here. Ravens and Bengals. We can talk through Huntley here. Uh, I'll be shocked if Lamar plays. He hasn't practiced all week. Um, Huntley is dealing with some sort of illness, it's not COVID. Uh, Didi Kinkumbala, I totally just butchered her name, but uh, she said that that Tyler Huntley is going to play. Like, she'd be shocked if Huntley didn't play. Um, obviously, you know, Huntley won, you know, won the Millie last week, uh, won a bunch of single, uh, single entry stuff too. Anybody that played Huntley at 2% with Andrews just like smashed. I mean, that's like the only thing that did anything last week. Um, so you're going to be paying for it ownership wise, but I mean, I think, in terms of situation and, and this game too, I think I think Huntley's a really strong play. Uh, real quick, Raven secondary is totally beat to shit here. Um, Chris Westry's on the COVID list. Jimmy Smith's on the COVID list. Uh, Tavon, Tavon Young is hurt. Uh, he's going to play, but I mean, without Humphrey, man, I mean, Raven's secondary has been really bad as of late. I think this is a huge, huge bounce back uh, bounce back spot for for Burrow and Chase and Higgins. But uh, yeah, let's talk through let's talk through Ravens first because i think they're a little more skinny um for this game um if we get huntley which it seems like we will how chalky is he going to be here i think he'll probably be a little too popular um i like huntley as a play um but i also think that you have the risk so Last week, I liked that game a ton because, as we talked about it, you know, the Packers are going to throw on them because uh, you can't run on the Ravens. And so, you know, we sort of trusted them to do that. And they, for the most part, they did. I don't know if you can trust the Bengals to do that. You know, they love to just like slam Joe Mixon into the line. So I think there's a chance that this game could be slower, like that Ravens Bears game where, you know, <clears throat> If, if the Ravens get a lead, Harbaugh is going to be happy to just like run the ball um, and try and get out of there best way they can. But it does set up well. Um, early in the week, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just like jam Burrow doubles. And I've seen a lot of talk about Burrow doubles. Like this is a spot for Burrow to get back on the, the wagon. And yeah. so if he's going to be popular. I'll probably lower my exposure to this game. I think, and we talked about this when Huntley started last time around, like he throws to the tight end. I mean, it's just, it's what he does. He's done it dating back to preseason with Josh Oliver. And so if it's Huntley, Mark Andrews, tight end one, you know, easily because you can just project him for, you know, like a 30% target share with, with Huntley. So that's really, 
how I feel about this game is I want to see how owned it's going to be. I mean, it's like one of the best games. I think the, the total is a little lower than it should be. And I think that sort of tells you that Vegas doesn't necessarily trust the Bengals to show up and, and play correctly because Zach Taylor uh, is a total donk. Yeah. I mean, the last couple of weeks, man, Burrow, you know, he's obviously been dealing with the, the injured finger, but he's been lights out. 9.0 yards per attempt, 117 pass rating over the last two weeks. And the Bengals are perfectly even, 50-50 on early downs in terms of their pass-to-run ratio. It's it's just mind-boggling. And last week, too, I mean, they they were clearly not going to do anything on the ground, and they just kept running the ball with Mixon on early downs. It was just – it's insane. And especially, I mean, when you got the weapons that they do, I mean, it's just – open this shit up, man. Like, it, it's so weird because in the middle of the year, they finally started to do it, and then now it's like they've gone full turtle that they're, like, in the playoff hunt and in the race for the AFC North. It's bizarre. The Ravens are the complete opposite, though, man. I mean, they've gone 61% pass heavy and Huntley's two starts in his one relief game, and that's, like, right in line where – where they've been all year so we at least know the ravens are going to be aggressive for as long as they need to be right but i'm if with you that's that's my concern on this game too is the Bengals just continue to do dumb stuff yeah. if i'm playing huntley i want to pair him with chase i think chase is your most obvious avenue to this game just opening up you know i mean higgins can get you the 10 for 110 and one or whatever yeah. But Chase can get you three for one, you know, one ten and one. I mean, he's the guy who's going to catch the sixty-yard touchdown that that you know flips the pace switch. So that's that's my main pairing if I'm playing if I'm stacking this. Yeah, I like Chase quite a bit too. Um, part of the reason and uh, Devontae Adams kind of like I wouldn't say flopped last week, but he didn't hit a ceiling. I mean, the Ravens were just able to literally triple cover him on some of those plays. Not going to be able to do that this week because you can't leave T Higgins single coverage either. So um yeah chase is a, a really strong play and i don't think he's going to be as nearly as owned as he should be coming off that that just brutal game last week where yeah, he's and we, everybody you know we talked about chase was a good play against the 49ers last week didn't want any Bengals. you know this is the spot to get back on you know i think one of the Bengals pass catchers hits you know whether it's higgins or chase but but if i'm game staffing i definitely prefer chase okay um uh, i was going to mention mixon he sprained his ankle last week, but he's like, I don't know. He's got some sort of like amazing recovery. He's full practice this whole week. He's good to go. Um, like you mentioned, the Ravens have been impossible to run on. If you're playing Mixon, you're basically just banking on a touchdown. I think, I think Chase and Higgins are, are far better plays at this point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Chargers Texans. This game is the COVID du jour of the week here. Just, yeah. Chargers just lost Dustin Jones, too. I'm sorry, say that again? Dustin Jones on the D-line. Oh, Jesus. Justin, hang on. It's either Dustin or or Justin. Either way. Lost (laughs) the defensive tackle. Speaking of dust, the Texans are completely dust here. Uh, They have 23 guys on the COVID list as of yesterday. Chargers have over 10 at this point, including uh, the defensive lineman you were just mentioning. I mean, obviously. Justin Jones. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dustin, Dusty Justin Jones. Oh. Um, yeah, this game is – I thought it might get moved. It sounds like it's not. I saw a quote from David Culley last night. He said it's probably not going to get moved. Um, so, full, fully expect this game to, to play out here. Um, 
man, I don't even know where to start. I mean, you know, Eckler, losing Eckler probably boosts Keenan's target expectation. Uh, they're down Guyton too. Guyton got put on the COVID list, I believe, on Wednesday. Um, maybe a small boost to Mike Williams, but I mean, it just makes, you know, it just makes Keenan and, and Mike Williams, you know, make it obviously they've, they've been having, a, they have a skinny target tree anyway, just condenses it uh, even further here. Uh, where do you think ownership is going to be on, on Herbert Williams and, uh, and Keenan? Um, I think they will be not as like Justin Jackson will be a top two owned player on the slate. I think yeah. Madison, probably the highest owned players. Um, but because Justin Jackson's so cheap, like I think it's totally fine. Like in smaller field, like you want to play Herbert Jackson, Keenan, like totally fine. I mean, I still, the Texans are missing a bunch of dudes for COVID and the Texans suck. So like, yeah, chargers are just going to dust them. Yeah. 28 point team total. Um, right. It's, is it still 28? Yeah. It's, 28 it's been hanging. Yeah, it's the the total's been hanging around 46 there. Yeah, I mean Chargers are like like the best offense of of the week. Um and I think Herbert will be probably the highest owned quarterback, but um I don't think he's going to push to a number that that makes him someone you can't play. Like I think he'll be like I don't know 10 to 15% owned maybe. Um and I think, you know, I think people are going to play Hurts. They're going to play Stafford. Uh, Huntley, when Lamar is officially ruled out, I think Huntley probably becomes the highest-owned quarterback. And I probably prefer Herbert. Um, I think yeah. you you bump his touchdown projection a little bit uh, with Eckler out. I think they're less likely to run the ball. Um, and the stacking is so easy, you know. Yep. It's Keenan, it's Mike. With Parham out, Jared Cook gets a boost. Um He's really cheap on, on every site. So I really, I really like it. And I think because Jackson is so cheap, uh, I don't have an issue pairing him uh, with Herbert, even in like a midsize. I think something over like a thousand people, I would probably not do that, but a thousand or less, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. I mean, full onslaught is fully in play here. Um, and to your point, Chargers are the third most pass heavy team when leading this year, only the Chiefs and Bucks have been throwing more over the last eight weeks uh, went ahead. So, I mean, especially with no Eckler, I'm, I'm with you for as long as this game's like within three scores, chargers are going to be, uh, going to be thrown here. My one concern with Jackson, he ran more routes than Eckler last week. So I think his passing game role is solid, but they've just been doing weird shit at the goal line. Um, so we could see Kelly or Roundtree sneak in. So I do think Jackson's touchdown expectation is like lower than Rojo's, but on DK at 4,200, I don't, I don't really know if that matters all that much since he's, you know, full 1K cheaper than the Rojo. And, um, but yeah, that, that'd be my one concern with, with Jackson. I think, I mean, so Eckler straight up came out and was like, pick up Justin Jackson. Eckler's a real one, by the way. <laughs> he's a real um, one. <laughs> and I think we, you know, we saw like, I mean, Jackson was like flex startable last, you know, last game with, with Eckler ding. So, yeah. I mean, he's, but if he, if he really gets up, like if, if he gets up there in like, you know, 70% type ownership in smaller fields, I think he's a guy you can, you can build around play Herbert instead. Um, But obviously he's a good play. Yeah. I mean, every time Justin Jackson's gotten legit burn, I thought he's looked, looked the part and looked really good. And obviously, you know, Texans are just 
I mean, they're playing with six or seven backups with full starters on defense anyway. And now I mean, they've got they've got basically half their team on on the COVID list here. They're down a DB. They're down two defensive ends, a couple linebackers, defensive tackle. Actually, three defensive ends. No, four defensive ends. Jesus. I mean, they're 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 going to get wrecked here. And I think Josh Kelly will play some, but he kind of stinks. Oh, he's horrible. <laughs> he's really bad. But he, I, that's my concern is that like they give him a plunge, you know. That's the but, one the one thing that Jackson doesn't have in his ceiling. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and then on the Texan side, it's uh, sounds like no. I mean, doesn't seem like Cooks will get mm-hmm. off the list. I think Nico Collins is um, probably your your next man up but like he's not even playing a full-time role i don't know i don't know you don't have to you don't have to play a texan yeah you don't i can't believe we didn't miss or uh, we missed the philip dorsett revenge game against the jags man we uh we totally missed that narrative last week caught two balls (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah texans yeah i don't think i don't think any of these guys are in play i think it's full fade just like the panthers and and Lions, maybe if, if Swift doesn't play. Yeah. There's a couple Cooks teams. makes it off the COVID list. I would I would be in for Cooks, but yeah. There's like five teams this week where it's like full fade. Like you don't even really yeah. have to consider them that much. Texans are probably one of them. Uh all right, let's talk about a good game. Rams, Vikings. Rams are three-point favorites. Overrunners 49 and a half. Uh, and it's fairly clean. Uh, Rams they're still dealing with some of the COVID stuff that's spilling over from last week, but they're getting back. Tyler Higby should be back. Um, uh, they really haven't had any other like crucial players, you know, after Ramsey, uh, Ramsey got, uh, tested positive. So Rams are good. Uh, Vikings, the only thing we're really waiting on is Thielen. I think he's going to play. I, I, I thought Thielen would play last week because the Vikings have just been like rushing their guys back through injuries. Uh, he's been limited all week. I'll, I'll be pretty surprised if, if Thielen doesn't play here. Um, but man, Stafford against this Vikings defense is just there. Him and Cup are just going to shred them. Uh, last five weeks, no defense has given up more yards or more passing touchdowns than the Vikings. Um, and I mean, this is obviously a, just a massive trouble spot for them. Rams are going to go three wide on every single play like they always do. And the Vikings just don't have the guys to cover. Um, Cup's going to be 30 to 40% owned, as he should be. Um, but you know, we've been talking through quarterbacks kind of, I don't know, it makes it seem like Stafford might be a little lower on than I might, th- might've thought. Yeah. I think especially after sort of, you know, bust, I mean, he did fine, but you know, you expected more from him, uh, this, this past week and it was, you know, an Island game. So <clears throat> I think that may limit his ownership. Um, but this, you know, this is a, this is a game that I thought was going to be, you know, like massively game stacked. Um, and I'm not sure it's going to be like, I don't really feel like there's a game that I think is going to catch massive single game stack ownership this week. So I think um, this is probably my favorite game to stack. Uh, yep. It's easy to stack minus figuring out what to do with the Rams running backs. But beyond that, um, you know, it's Jefferson, Madison Thielen, if he plays, um, and then it's the three wide receivers on the Rams and, and Stafford. So, yep. you know, I, I like this game a lot. 
Yeah, me too, man. I mean, I think I wrote this up in our game hubs, but this is like the one game this week where like 55 points doesn't feel like out of range. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, I mentioned the Vikings secondary has been really bad. Rams have been really bad in the red zone as of late. Um, over the last eight weeks, Rams uh, have given up a touchdown on 77% of the red zone possessions. That's a league high. Uh, Vikings have been really strong in the red zone as of late, scored on 66% of the red zone possessions. That's the fourth best rate over the last eight weeks. Uh, Vikings are going to score, man. Like they play down to really bad teams, just like we saw against the Bears last week, and they play up to their good opponents, too. Really, the only game they haven't played up um, this year was that Cowboys game, but you know, Cowboys didn't have Dak, so maybe they actually played down. Um, yeah, man, this is a really strong game. Really strong game. Um, so I was thinking about this too, like last week, I thought Darrell Henderson would play way more. Ended up not. Um, do you think that was a mixture of just him coming back from COVID and his injury? Or do you think Michelle's actually taken over this backfield? Because Michelle would be an amazing play if we knew for sure. I will say that the one, I forget her name now, I'm totally blanking. Um, I guess it's, it's Jordan, is it Rodrigue? Yeah, Jordan Rodrigue. She's great, yeah. Yeah, so she had said she thought this is now Sony Michelle's backfield last mm-hmm. week. Um, and she was saying that like Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so I'm thinking Sony is now the 1A, but I think we probably see a little more of Henderson than, than we saw last week. Sony ran like 20 some routes. I, I, I'm not convinced that's going to hold. Um, I do think if they get to the one it's Sony, which is what really sort of kills you um, with Henderson. I think running back um, running back's really good this week. Um, so I'm not sure I'm really going to play either of these Rams guys. Um, but I think there's, there's an argument to be made for Sony Um Obviously, you know, he's, I think he's the set goal line back. So in game yeah. stacks, I can get it, but I, I don't think I'm going to go there. I'll probably just ignore it. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be so low owned with everybody, especially on DraftKings with, you know, Rojo so low, Jackson so low in price. It's interesting. Um, yeah. I made that note too. Michelle ran 25 routes while Henderson ran just eight last week. And that was the most surprising thing. I mean, I know Henderson got more targets and a little more, you know, he got some more PPR juice, but Michelle was out there like way more. That was certainly the most surprising thing to me. And I'm with you. I think that balances out a little bit more this week. So, um, um, yeah, good game. Really good game. Um, let's move on to a shitty game. Another shitty game. Bills, Patriots. Uh, Pats are two-point favorites. I think that's going to be on the move here with all the Bills COVID shit going on. Uh, as you know, Cole Beasley's out, Gabe Davis is out, um, and Davis is unvaccinated as well. So he's going to be mandatory 10 days, and he yeah, will not play. next week. Yeah, he won't play in week 17. Just came in and took a steaming hot turd on your fantasy roster for the playoffs. <laughs> and uh, I saw uh, one of the Bills beat writers tweet out that you remember uh, when Emmanuel Sanders got signed with the bills or whatnot and then got his vaccination and posted something on Instagram that he ended up deleting that like he wouldn't be one of the ones to miss a game. Um, yeah. Yeah. And now here we are. So I wonder how, uh, he wasn't wrong. Davis, they're gonna he think wasn't wrong. Yeah. Look, man, I mean, 
everybody has their choices. You know, if you want to get the vax, don't want to get the vax, it's your choice, man. But in the NFL, where your availability is like by far the most important thing, Gabe Davis and, and Cole Beasley are both going to miss two game checks too, man. I mean, yep. they're, they're going to pay for it. So yep. it's their choice. Bills Showed are right there. Showed off their big brains and they're not going to get paid for it. So here we yeah. go. I mean, Bills are, and they're right here on the thick of the, you know, the AFC playoff chase too, man. It's just, it's just brutal. I'm sure McDermott is just sick of it. Uh, yeah, Manny's back. He was back full on Thursday. Uh, Patriots are in a really tough spot, though. Kendrick Bourne is on the COVID list. He's not going to play. Nelson Aguilar is beat up. He's not going to play. And the one big thing is Stevenson. Uh, Ramondre no Stevenson. Practice. Yeah, he hasn't practiced all week, man. And Damon Harris obviously missed with the hammy last week. Um, if Stevenson doesn't go, I mean, Damien Harris is a very, very strong player. And the thing, the thing that has annoyed me, I think, for like the past two months is that Damien Harris is better than Ramondre Stevenson. Yes, he is. And yeah, so 100% with you on that. If we got a 5,600 Ramondre Stevenson with no Damien Harris, he'd be like 30% owned because people just love this dude. 5,600 Damian Harris with no Ramondre Stevenson and no one's going to play him. Um, so I think, and, and we saw when Stevenson missed earlier this season when they played, I guess it was the Jets, right? Harris smashed and then he didn't play the second half because they just dusted them. With a divisional game against the Bills, like Harris didn't sit in the second half. Um, he's a great play. Um, and he's with, with all the running back value, um, you know, as long as there's something weird going on with miles Sanders, but you know, I think miles Sanders will be 10 or 15 times as owned as Harris, as long as he's active. And Dude, I think he's not I even think the goal. Back. I think Montgomery's going to be 10 to 15 times as owned yeah. as, as Damon Harris too. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just saw a tweet. Miles Sanders apparently is going to play. Um, yeah. I don't know why he hasn't practiced. It's been weird. It must be super minor, and they're just trying to take it easy on him. Yeah, I know they, he has they no run. injury designation, so like he's not questionable, <laughs> but he hasn't practiced at all this week. I don't know. Weird. That's that's uh, that's ben, true. Ben was just a short week. One, ben was just saying they have one day fewer because they play on Tuesday. That's a, that's a really good point. Right. I don't think I've ever fewer. I, yeah, I don't think I've seen that all year where a dude doesn't practice all week, then on Friday they pull him from the injury report. Yeah, I'm guessing it's because he had a ton of carries on Tuesday. Yeah. Or well, so was I, it Monday? No, it's Tuesday. I, remember. Yeah. I know all these games are running, or all these weeks are running together now. But um, yeah, I, I looked into this, you know, because like it looked closer in terms of the workload split between Sanders and Howard. Um, but Sanders got all 18 of his carries came in that first three quarters. I mean, it was clearly his backfield. Howard just Howard also fumbled. Through. Yeah. True. Yeah. Howard had just six, but damn. Well, now you got some season long weeks to rethink here. The thing with Sanders that really stinks is like <clears throat> when you get to the one, it's like a 70% chance that it's hurts. Yeah. yeah. But he's going to get 20 touches against the dead giants. Yeah. So, I mean, Sanders is a good play, um, but I think at, at ownership, I think D Damian Harris is one of my favorite tournament plays. Um, and I think he's really, really strong in like mini stacks with uh, Emmanuel Sanders or Dawson Knox. Um, yeah. I think 
the Patriots are going to focus on Diggs and, and Diggs has been, you know, Diggs is able, they can, you can take Diggs out of the, out of the game. Uh, we've seen it 10 times this year. So, yeah. Yeah. I knew you and I would be lockstep on Dame. Um, and I'm with you on Diggs too. I mean, they could just bracket, put JC Jackson on safety over the top and then just make Allen beat, you know, beat them with, with Sanders and Knox and Singletary underneath. Um, I would mention Singletary, but running back is so strong this week. I mean, he's Singletary is a full on bell cow, man. I mean, yeah, I played a lot of him last week on like nice. last minute. And nice. Good call. Didn't expect to get what I got, but yeah. Yeah, especially the goal line plunge, too. Getting that touchdown. Um, it's, not, it's not been in Singletary's range of outcomes hardly at all. Um, I do think Singletary gets some passing down juice here, too, like, like we mentioned um, with Diggs probably getting shut down. Allen will probably have to check down a little bit more. Um, speaking of which, Allen, like, I wouldn't be shocked, too, if they really open up the, the running playbook for Allen. Uh, he came into that game last week with a foot injury and, and only ran it, what, three times. Um, I think we're going to see, like, six, seven, eight, nine carries here for Allen, which uh, definitely boosts his floor. But, you know, on the slate, I don't know, man. I don't think Allen has a ceiling or even close to the ceiling without his, you know, two of his three main guys. Yeah. And this game has like a chance to be good, but it's in New England. Allen has not had a great track record against the Patriots. Um, I don't know. I like pieces in this game. Uh, I think there's, you know, there's value with both sides missing guys, but um, yeah, I don't get stoked about this game. I think it's more of like I, will, I would like some mini stacks. I'll say this. I mean, over under Mac Jones, two and a half pass attempts. I, I'll take the over. I'll, I will say that. But <laughs> uh, they're, uh, dude, they're, they're going to be able to just, yeah. they'll take the same plan with no Bourne, no Aguilar. Like Jacoby Myers has a really tough matchup through the slot. Bills have been amazing. Good slot receivers, get them with the second fewest fantasy points per game to slot receivers. Um, I mean, they're going to be starting Nikhil Harry as their top outside wide receiver um even if you know even though the bills don't have trey white like they're gonna run the shit out of the ball here again um yeah. i mean i think if you're if you're playing a pass catcher it's uh it's hunter henry mm -hmm. yep. but um you know bills have to bills have to like score for henry to get you know his eight yeah. targets yeah i mean he got there obviously because they were just chasing that game they got down so so fast. They just had to chase. Um, man, Hunter Henry, man. If the Patriots start throwing more, like I'm going to be all in on Hunter Henry in best ball next year. He's going to be smashing the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like every single time they get inside the ten, like Mac is just like locked in. Yep, it's very clear that he's like just, you know, turned Johnu into dust. Yeah. Dude, Hunter Henry has a red zone target in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten straight games. And I'm eliminating that Bills game because he basically didn't play. Um, yep. Ten straight games with a red zone target. It's nuts. Um, all right. Uh, I think that'll do it. Uh, Jags, Jets here. This game's a pick em. Actually, I think it moved to Jets minus one and a half this morning. I was going through my bets. Um, yeah, uh, total's 42. Uh, Jets might not have Crowder here, um, so they're, they, they'll be down. Yeah, Eli doubtful, I guess. Oh, really? Okay, so there you go. Um, they're going to be down, you know, obviously, Eli Moore and Davis and Crowder. Um, 
side note, Zach Wilson's prop opened up at like 219 and a half on DK. Um, go smash that. Um, yeah, so no Crowder, uh, Jag side. Um, I saw some people tweeting about being worried about James Robinson. I think I mentioned this last week, like the Jags came out and said like a month ago, they're giving J-Rob Thursdays off. They are maintenance days for J-Rob. He's beat, you know, he's obviously beat up. He's fine. Um, he's going to play the the role he got last week. And, and obviously we saw, you know, the bell call role come back. Uh, only other note I have in this game is LaVisca Chenault's out. Um, I don't think anybody's going to notice though. It's fine. Quan Treadwell is the top receiver on the Jags. Um, man, I think Jets are a full fade team even against the Jags, man. And uh, yeah. J-Rob's a better play this week than he was last week. Is that? J-Rob is a better play this week oh. than he was last week. Yeah. And he'll be lower on. Yeah. Um, like last week, J-Rob, I mean, J-Rob was like the only running back that you could have like real confidence in putting in your lineups. And then he didn't make the Millie Maker. He was what, 50? I think he was 50% owned in the Millie Maker. I've never like, seen a running back at 50% yeah, in the Millie. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we, I mean, we talked about it. He was going to probably be like the highest on running back of the year. And he, de- he definitely was. <laughs> um, but this is a better week. Um, yeah. Better, better spot. Um, I mean, the Jets are dead. They got nothing left. Um, I think the, I think the Jags win this game. Um, but then again, it's like, which quarterback throws a backbreaking pick six first. Um, but I think it'll, it'll stay closer. I think, um, Robinson could push for like 30 touches here, whereas he only got, you know, 18 carries last week. Yeah. I mean, obviously everybody's been running on the jets too. Um, his price makes no sense on DK. I mean, he's the RB three over there on, on FanDuel, basically RB two with no Eckler. So yeah, get, get your J Rob in on, on DK there. Um, and I mean, he's, he's a better play than James or than Alexander Madison, I think, at cost on DraftKings. Yeah. And my guess is they'll be similarly owned. Probably both be in the 30s. People yeah. just love to play Madison. I think Madison will probably end up being slightly higher on because like, yeah, like you just said, people do do love to play him. And obviously Vikings, much better game, much better offense. I, I think Madison will end up catching more ownership. Um yeah, J Rob man. That's really it for this game. Um, yeah. J-Rob Jags D. Can we play? Yeah. Jags? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's definitely a strong pairing. Um, I mean, I guess I guess like it's like every week it's like you know Sean is he's fine. It's like I'm just not playing these guys. Yeah. Um, you know the Jags pass catchers. I just think you know what's their ceiling for touchdowns? Like two and a half is probably what you would set like the ceiling number for, and it's like yeah. you're you're gonna be lucky if they get two. So. I mean, Trevor Lawrence over the last, uh, let's see here, I think seven games, he has one touchdown. Yeah, yep. seven games. <laughs> and, you know, well, you know, I, I, I ran my mouth about uh, him being, you know, better than Davis Mills and people shouldn't be saying that. And, you know, I'm not sure it's true. <laughs> Mills has actually not been bad, man. Like, yep. The last couple of weeks, he's really not been bad. Oh, Lawrence just, Lawrence isn't good. I mean, not right now. Yeah, I was talking about this with Edwin last night. I mean, their offensive line is terrible. His best receiver is literally Laquan Treadwell. Um, so I'm I'm definitely grading him on a curve for sure. But yeah, it's it's been rough. 
it's been really rough to watch. Um, oh, by the way, our old pal Brian Schottenheimer's back. He's going to be calling plays for the Jaguars this week. So that'll be, that'll be a good time. Yeah. Well, hey, we'll appreciate him when uh, James Robinson gets 32 carries. Yeah, he, that's that's why I bring it up because he's just <laughs> he's just going to give the ball to J. Rob. Um, all right. Giants-Eagles last game of the early window here. Uh, we talked through Miles a little bit, but um, I guess he's off the injury report. So weird. Uh, Birds are 10-point favorites. Total's 41. Uh, Giants are going to from finally. Mike Glennon has just been uh, – it's un- he's been unwatchable, like beyond unwatchable. Uh, the Giants have scored one non-garbage time touchdown over the last 34 possessions in the last three games. One. Um, they've just not been able to move the ball. Um, Giants are maybe going to get Tony back here. I don't really think it matters all that much. Um, I wanted to talk to you about Howard because I thought Sanders was in danger of missing and I thought Howard would be a really short play, but now there's a wrench in that. Uh, I don't know, man. I think if, if Stevenson sits, I just think Damian Harris at 56 is just such a such a strong play. I don't know if we can really consider Miles all that much. I I want to like Miles. He's just like makes you want to blow your brains out when they get to the one and Hertz goes in. And it's like yeah. even when Hertz is like dealing with like an ankle sprain, they're gonna give it to him at the one. Like, you know, it's just always gonna be him. So that's what really sucks well it's Howard too I mean they play Howard near the goal line as well I I think sometimes they play the Eagles are playing really fast right now um I think sometimes they just like they're gonna hurry up Howard's on the field and you know they'll they'll let Howard plunge too um but yeah man I mean the volume's amazing and Sanders has gotten a couple a couple of uh design screens his last couple games too which which helps the floor out but yeah if we knew for sure that he could score touchdowns, I mean, his ceiling here is, is legitimately 30 to 35. But Yeah, if he was a goal back, I mean, he'd be like the best play on the slate, but yeah. just not. Sucks. Yeah, say la vie. Um, Giants, I think, are full fade. I mean, yep. I got nothing. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, we're seeing like Devontae Booker play more than Saquon and look better than Saquon. He does look better, man. I know. Pour, pour one out for that. But uh, mm. yeah, and then, you know, wide receiver, you know, good luck picking who is even going to play and what their role is going to be. So yeah, I'm, I'm out on them too. Yep. Yep. Um, need to talk through um, Hertz and Goddard a little bit. Goddard has just been like, running hotter than the sun here uh six one oh five and two against the jets and seven for 135 against the team he should have had an even bigger game he had two obviously brutal drops one of which resulted in that like kick flip interception um i i think goddard's interesting but you know with andrews and a couple of the values um i don't know man he's kind of in that like dead zone price is fine yeah and i think Hertz kind of ran really hot on that slate because Washington scored right away on that fluky interception. Yeah. Yep. Um, throws 26 times for 300 yards and, you know, rushes for two touchdowns. So I don't, it's like the reason I thought Hertz was, you know, not like QB one last week or whatever is because I didn't think Washington would show up and they didn't outside of that touchdown in the yeah. beginning. So yeah. 
Giants, I don't think they're going to show up. So I have a hard time seeing us get like a 30 point, 30 attempt game out of Hertz. Like we could see him. You look back to some of the other games where yep. they dusted teams and, uh, you know, the Lions game, he threw it 14 times. Broncos game was the same thing too. They, they beat the shit out of him. I mean, you know, he right. only threw it 23. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's my concern with, with Goddard. But, you know, if, if the game is remotely competitive, um, Goddard would be a smash, but I think, you know, if it's Minshew, I'd, you know, be all in on, on Goddard, but I think the nine targets is, is a little fluky. Yeah. Yeah. With you on that. Um, that's all I got here, man. Um, let's move it on afternoon games. Uh, only got three here. Bears and Seahawks are going to kick it off. Nick Foles time, baby. Nothing gets you in the fucking Christmas spirit like Nick Foles starts with Matt Nagy. It's going to be a great time. Um, yeah. Bears wide receivers are super banged up, too. A uh, good one has been out for a couple weeks. Uh, Jakeem Grant has a concussion. Uh, Darnell Mooney has been nursing an ankle injury. He's fine. A-Rob is still on the COVID list, so it's really just going to be down to Mooney once again. Uh, for the Bears and Komet. Um, uh, Seahawks side, Lockett is off COVID, which is great. Uh, Seahawks number one wide receiver, Tyler Lockett. And, uh, and yeah, man, I think this is a, a pretty fine spot for Russ. It's just this game, man, could be so gross because the Seahawks just refuse to play fast and, like, generate any sort of play volume. They ran 53 plays against the Rams, 53. Um, Obviously, the matchup's much better. Totals or the you know spreads highly in their favor. It was six and a half last night when I put this together. It's gonna it's gonna be on the move with Foles. But man, I I, I would love to feel really good about some rust to lock it, but it's hard, really hard. Yeah. This reminded me of a talking point I wanted to give, and then I completely forgot. This is a great week to stack running back defense. Um, we know that the Bears will not have Akeem Hicks. So I think Penny and and Penny would have scored a touchdown and it would be a completely different conversation about him um, if he hadn't gotten dinged and left for like 10 plays just for DJ Dallas to come in and score that touchdown and make everyone on that slate want to blow their brains out like every two-game slate that we have this season. But the the Seahawks defense, you know, they're a defense that was a great play the other week against like what the Texans or whatever, they ended up massively owned. They sucked. So people aren't going to play them as much as they probably should against this bears team. I mean, the bears are bad. Nick Foles is going to be a disaster. The offensive line is a total mess. Um, so I like the, the penny Seattle stack. And I think that's something to consider. You know, you have the Falcons, Patterson stack, Eagles, Sanders stack, Jags, uh robinson stack bucks rojo stack chargers jackson stack i mean this the whole slate you have these running back defensive pairings so i think it's it's something that i would lean heavily on this slate and and that's probably my favorite thing from this game um and then i i do like lock it a little bit um though i always worry about playing these guys coming off of a long covid layoff and and yeah. you know not being in perfect shape yep yeah, it's a great call on Penny. Um, I was going to mention something, but I just totally blanked. Uh, I can't remember now. Um, 
Bears side, I think Komet's a little interesting, 3,300. He was one guy that I circled as a value, but um, oh shit, Stevenson's out. So there you go. Ruled the out. Patriots. Yep. Same Harris time, baby. Yep. Harris, he's a great player. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, sorry about Komet. Um, yeah, I, I circled Komet as a value, but now with Foles, I'm, I don't know. He could, little, he's one of those guys that, like, it could be on. better with Foles, but you don't know. I don't know. I don't really have a strong, a strong lean either way. Um, I want to look into it more, but I mean, I was, I was all, all about Komet uh, earlier coming off nine targets, six or 71 against the Vikings. They finally got rid of Jimmy Graham. Komet was a full-time player once again, but uh, now with Foles, it's, I don't know. It dings the ceiling a little bit because at least Fields can scramble and move the ball and maybe try to get him in, you know, scoring range. And I'm less confident that Foles can do that. But I don't know. Um, that's all I really got, man. I mean, it's Penny and Lockett on Seahawks and then maybe some Comet action on the Bears. And I think Montgomery is going to end up being way overowned. Um, I think no Fields really hurts him, man. Because he was starting to get those checkdowns from Fields, uh, seven to six targets his last couple games. He had nine targets three weeks ago. You know, obviously they've been running a lot of the read option stuff with Fields, which is you know going to hurt Montgomery's efficiency on the ground. Um, I just think there's better running back plays on the slate now. Yeah, especially with Dan Harris. I think Montgomery's a guy too that like he's really only playable probably on DraftKings. I probably wouldn't play him on FanDuel or Yahoo. I think his touchdown expectation is really bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their their team total is just gonna it's gonna fall here. It's actually about to pull that up. The Giants are fifteen. Panthers are at sixteen. Yeah, Bears are at seventeen and a half. Yeah, Seahawks. What seven point favorites now? Thousand. I'm still seeing six and a half, but yeah, it'll Thousand. it'll move to seven and a half, eight. I bet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just a bad game. <laughs> just a bad game oh i know there's like five or six games just like this just like carbon copy bad pace bad volume bad offenses yeah, yeah i was a, I, I was leaving the light on for this game because of fields and his you know obviously a scrambling and playmaking ability but falls man it's just dead uh all right steelers chiefs uh chiefs have been hanging around man nine uh this the spread's been right in their favor, nine points. Um, I think it ticked down maybe eight and a half, but it's been eight and a half minor week. Total's 45. Uh, obviously, we're waiting on Kelsey and Hill. I, I will be shocked if they play. Andy Reid mentioned something uh, earlier today. He said, you don't know who's coming back, which is which yeah. is very true. But so it sounds, I think they're both vaccinated, so they both can test, test in out. tomorrow. Yeah. Well, they would just but, need one negative test. Yep. But the fact they've been testing positive all week is probably not yeah. good. But we've seen, I don't remember who it was, but there's a player who tested positive and then tested negative three days later and came in. So I don't know. Depends if the NFL wants to, as Adam Levitan says, give one of them the pregnancy test and have them test negative and come in for this game. <laughs> <laughs> just swap out the, uh, the old nose swabs there. Right. Yeah. Just give them, give them like a, don't, don't stick it up all the way and then they'll, you know, they'll be able to play on Sunday. Yeah, just 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 a little halfway, just just the tip. You just yeah. need the tip. 
Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that's really what we're waiting on this game. Um, Steelers side, Pat, uh, Pat Muth is out. This is a second concussion of the year. Uh, a little concerning yeah. for him, but, but Muth is out. Um, volume will be amazing for the Steelers, especially if Hill and or Kelsey gets back. Uh, Big Ben in losses, Proctor, he's averaging 47 pass attempts per game in yep. losses, 32.7 in their wins. Um, I know Deontay was, you know, burned everybody last week, but, you know, Chiefs are a tougher matchup, um, especially now that they're getting their guys back, especially since they're getting Chris Jones back, but the volume will be incredible. Yeah. Chiefs defense is a great play this week. Yes, they are. Yep. I have Chiefs defense in a bunch of season long leagues. I'm banking yeah. on them this week. Really good play. I mean, Big Ben getting 50 dropbacks against this defense that's just like pick six yeah and i think people still have it in their head that like this defense is just like okay but oh, dude, they're much better yeah moving and they're blitz jo- heavy i mean which is like, everything we want yeah chris moving chris jones to the interior like saved their season because it's allowed yeah, them to just dial up some blitzes on the edge uh, yeah that was so i mean i i can't believe that melvin ingram was just like available yeah I know. <laughs> so yeah. yeah but here we are yeah, yeah chiefs are eighth in blitz rate uh top five in pressure rate um i think ceh and chiefs defense is legit in play i mean we've seen yep. this dealer's defense yep. just get absolutely shredded on the ground i mean they're giving up like 5.6 yards per carry this started by the way this didn't start in that vikings game i think everybody thinks it started in the vikings game not nah, started like three weeks before that yeah. it started three weeks before that it was um I was texting Tom about it. What game were they playing? Was that Browns game? Yes, let me pull up. Uh, if anyone ever wants to look at just like stats against teams for fantasy, the FF Today charts yeah. for fantasy points allowed are yeah, absolutely nuts. I can't believe that site's still free. I've been using that shit for yeah, oh, yeah. forever. 14 Team Mocker. That's who told me about it. Oh, man. That is a <laughs> fantasy Twitter OG. He just yes. like went off the grid, man. Yeah, he was a good writer at uh at the, the throwback of his days. Yeah. Uh, was it? Was Chargers it that? Game. No, it was the Lions game. It was that Lions game? Chargers and Lions. Yeah, Eckler had the two. Eckler had four touchdowns, and then Swift had 130 rushing yards. Yeah. Oh, that was the Lions game when every other running back scored the touchdown, but Swift had all the yards. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Swift ran for like 160 or something in that game. No, 130. Yeah. And zero touchdowns. Um, no. Yeah. No, I think I think CEH and, and Chiefs D is, is legit interesting, and nobody's gonna be on CEH. Um yep. I, people think I, he's bad. He's he's better than Daryl Williams. I mean yeah. Daryl Williams is a plotter, dude. Yeah, he's a plotter. The only reason Daryl Williams has gotten like legitimate snaps is because they trust him in pass pro and he's fine catching those little like dump offs. But yeah, CEH is is in play and, and nobody's gonna be on that. Um that's especially why this with all these running back plays, there's all there's a ton of like really good like mid running back plays that we would have loved to have half these guys last week. Um, so that's why I really like pairing them with defenses to just sort of differentiate because we've got like eight you know touchdown favorite defense running back pairings you can do. Yeah, yeah, this is a really strong running back slate. It reminds me of that slate we had was it like three or four weeks ago where there's like legit fourteen guys in play. I don't yep. think it's that strong, but I mean, it's, it's definitely up there. Yeah. And that's why it's important. Like the three really popular guys, like limit your teams that have, you know, all three of them. 
because it's just going to be super choppy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, cash games is going to be like two v twos this week. Basically. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably not touching cash games this week. It's a great I, tournament slate. Yeah, I haven't played cash in NFL in like three years. <laughs> I don't miss it. <laughs> um. Yeah. All right. Uh, last game, dude. Broncos Raiders. Uh, games of pick'em. Uh, Runners forty-two. We're gonna get Drew Locke here. Uh, no surprise, Darren Waller's out. Um, well, not out officially, but he's he's not gonna play. They put him as doubtful. Um, I actually just bet under on this game this morning. I mean, I think with Locke in there, we're going to see the Broncos play extremely conservative. They've been playing, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but they've been playing much, much slower, much more run heavy. Uh, Javante and Gordon are both, both healthy. Um, I'll be shocked if the Broncos don't come out and just try to run it 35 times here. And then Raiders side, man, I mean, their offense has just collapsed. Um, their red zone offense is just completely atrocious. They've scored a touchdown on 36% of the red zone possessions the last eight weeks. It's by far the lowest in the league. And Broncos defense is, is really playing pretty strong, uh, pretty strong here as of late. Um, yep. I don't have much from this game, like pretty much nothing. Um, yeah, I think the only guy I want to run for is probably yep. I was going to ask you about Renfro. Um, obviously, his, his hot streak three games, um, hot streak ended – abruptly last week only got five targets but i kind of think the broncos win here raiders are dead and if you know if they try to play from behind again car uh car's just gonna throw to a guy yeah that raiders browns game was just a weird game yeah. um i think we see you know eight, i think we see renfro get back into you know his eight to ten target type role and yeah pretty solid he's still a guy like i'm still not playing renfro on like fanduel I think, and um, but I think on DraftKings, um, he's you know he's a solid price. But. Yeah, I I was playing Renfro on Fanduel a couple of weeks ago, and he was like fifty eight, fifty nine. Now he's yeah. high sixes. I'm, I'm yeah, he's seventy one hundred now. So I just I don't think you can play him on Fanduel. But yeah, you know you're playing Antonio Brown over Renfro every time. So oh god, yeah, and Chase, <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't imagine playing a uh, clicking run for over chase this week. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And then on, you know, on Yahoo, he's $25. You're just not, you're just not playing him there. So yeah, I think DraftKings is where I would have my exposure to, to run for. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's about all I got, man. I mean, Jacobs, Jacobs's role is strong, but I just think on this slate, I just, I don't really want to click it. I mean, there's so many good running backs. Jacobs. And the Peyton Barber Jacobs. stuff last week, man. Like, what the hell was that? Yeah. I mean, he's still got 45 of 70 snaps. So the role is still fine. Four targets, a couple of those design plays. But, yeah. I thought Jalen Richard would play a little bit more. But they, I think he's just fallen out of favor with the Raiders. Yeah. Oh, um, so not that it's on the slate, but Ramcheck just went on COVID list. Oh Jesus, he was about to get back too. Yep. Dude, that's Ian total. Book, no O line. <laughs> <laughs> that total is that total is 42 or so on Tuesday. It's like down to like 37 now. It might, it might get down to like 35. Yep. Ugh. Great Monday night capper. Holy I'm sure the game. NFL is thrilled with that one. Perfect game to sleep through. Yeah. I uh <laughs> I'm, I'm going, I'm taking Ash out to dinner for our anniversary. So I will uh, not be watching that game. It's the perfect game to like fall asleep to and like wake up on the couch after it's over. 
<laughs> watch a movie completely yeah uh, yeah right um all right well good shit dude let's uh let's make a lineup here ben i'm gonna share my screen with you i forgot to pull up optimizer so give me one second uh this share my screen with you, Ben. All right, cool. Um, let's start at running back because I think it's obviously the thing we got to solve first. Um, Pick a running back defense pairing. Okay. Um, we could do... Jackson, yeah. I'm gonna do J Rob Jags. I'm down for that. Just looking through our values real quick. Yeah, I like J Rob Jags the most out of probably all the pairings we talked through, too. Um, all right, we'll lock that in. Start there. Need to boost up Jags and projections, but yeah. All right, um, J-Rob Jags. Um, how are you approaching game stacks this week? I think I'll probably have a lot of like quarterback, two pass catcher, no bring backs this week. Yeah. Except for maybe that Rams game. Yeah, I think that's probably the only game that I – would be excited about bringbacks. Yeah. Maybe the Ra- I mean the Ravens Bengals game I think is is decent. Yeah, Huntley Andrews and Chase. Yeah. There's definitely some ceiling there. I think those are probably the only two games that I'm I'm like forcing a bring back. Um the other ones Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, well do you want to make a, a Rams game stack or do you want to just go Chargers onslaught? Down for Chargers. Yeah. If we I, go I, Herbert, two pass catchers, and don't play Jackson, and then we can play uh, somebody else. Yeah, because we're going to be eating chalk at running back most likely. So I'm down for that. So Keenan, we'll go Keenan, Herbert, and Mike. Do we want Mike or do we want Cook? Ooh. With no parm, I think Cook is a pretty good play this week. Interesting. Um, I mean, I'm down for that. Herbert will throw to his tight ends in the red zone. Just chase a touchdown. I mean, I definitely like Cook more than Komet now that Foles is in there. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I think Cook is, like, pretty strong leverage against Justin Jackson if he gets the goal line touchdown instead. I like that. All right, so we'll do Keenan and Cook. Um, got J Rob in there. Uh, let's use some chalk at running back, kind of because we can. I, I mean, I think you and I are both in on Dame, so I'll plug him in. He won't be chalk, but um, you want to play Rojo? I guess it's Rojo or Madison. We can, we could get to Madison, but that would probably not let us get to Cup if we want to go there. 
if we're eating chalk, I guess we might as well put in Antonio Brown, right? Yeah. On DK, he's like – I mean, he's a free square on DK. Right. Basically. All right, I'm good with that. And then no – I say no Rojo. I don't want both of those guys. Yeah, we can't – we probably can't fit Cup in this. Yeah. Which, I mean, for – like, he's finally at a price where, like, I don't think you have to play him. I mean, now that he's in the 9Ks and there's, like, other reasonable ceiling options. Yeah. But, like, most weeks it was, like, there's nobody to play at wide receiver, so I just have to play Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's why AB is going to be, like, 45% this week, man. Right. Yeah. All right, so we got AB in there. We got Keenan with Cook and Herbert. Uh, I locked in Dame for us. Um, we don't have to – actually, we don't have to eat chalk. No, we got AB in there for the third running back. Is there any – just trying to think if there's, like, a punt wide receiver to play instead of going through running backs. I'm not really sure that there is. Yeah. I mean, Treadwell, gross. Isaiah McKenzie, maybe? He's going to play full-time role. It's true. Didn't he have a smash game against uh, Patriots before, like years ago? I think he did. I think that was a primetime slate, and I think I played him at, like, I think it was a showdown slate. He was like, would you play, would you play Nico Collins and Cup? Ooh. Fills it out. That's actually kind of interesting. I like that. Gives us a bring back. Yeah. All right, cool. I like that. Dude, Cup, we have Cup projected for 29 DK points, the 100-yard bonus. <laughs> it's, I mean, like, not even unreasonable. Yeah. Definitely has the highest ceiling on the slate. I mean, he does oh, yeah. every week. Yeah. I like this lineup. 125. See what the optimizer spits out here. Reset and I think in, in tournaments, the three wide – or the uh, two running back builds in tournaments will be unique. Ooh, Hertz is in there. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, everybody's going to be on uh, on all the chalk guys. Yep. Probably I figured Jackson, Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson's going to end up in. Yeah. He's going to end up really highly owned. I mean, he's yeah. a good play, but he'll probably end up too high. Yeah. I think all the optimizers are going to spit him out. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, on DK, he's. He's going to yeah. be by far the highest points per dollar guy. Yeah. He yeah. may end up the highest player on the slate. Yeah. Alrighty, man. It just makes me like, it just makes me like Herbert even more. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I mean, people probably won't go full on slot. If they're playing Justin Jackson, they're probably not going to play Herbert with them. Yep. All right. Well, good shit, man. Um, Merry Christmas to you. Um, Merry Christmas to everybody listening. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out. Um, once again, Scott, I uh, won't have slate breakdown. So, you know, you got this show here, hour and a half. You got Wes's stuff coming up. Uh, Jake's stuff is on the site. Jake's been excellent this year with his values and uh, early looks. So we got plenty of content up. Uh, we'll be updating projections all week too. So the optimizer will be good to go uh, all throughout 
what will probably be some some late breaking news uh, Saturday and Sunday. They'll have us all scrambling, but definitely a slate to spend uh, your weekend in uh, Discord. Probably more valuable to do that than than read a breakdown that'll end up being outdated twenty four hours yeah. later anyway. Yeah, I feel for Scott, especially the last couple of weeks, because he had to rewrite that damn thing like four times last week. It's just like I said, man, it's just been like trying to hit a moving target that you just never can get your sights on. But yep. yeah, uh, everybody, good luck this week. Good luck in your season long leagues too, man. Um, a lot of money on the line this week. I'm pumped for it. Um, yeah, for Johnny, for Ben behind the glass, uh, for Scott, who's resting up. I'm Graham. We'll catch you guys next week.